Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry, featuring the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two ministers of God's economy who served together in China for nearly 20 years. Watchman Nee was imprisoned by the Chinese government in 1952 and remained there until his death in 1972. Following his imprisonment, Witness Lee carried on this ministry in Taiwan and eventually in America and ultimately around the world. He served the Lord for more than 70 years before going to be with him in 1997. His major contribution was through a 21-year labor he called Life Study, an exhaustive commentary on the entire Bible. This program is based on those messages. Before we join today's show, we'd like to give you our website where you can find more programs just like this one. It's lsmradio.org. Again, lsm radio.org. Now, here's our show today. 2 Timothy 1.15 contains a very short but very pungent word that describes the apostasy at the end of the Apostle Paul's life. All those who are in Asia turned away from me. Today in our second life study from 2 Timothy, we're going to look at the basic factor of the decline of the church, which is forsaking the apostle and his ministry. Bill Lawson has joined me. Bill, it's good to have you here for this critical program. It's good to be back again, Matt. Bill, the scripture we're covering today is just four verses, 2 Timothy 1, 15 through 18. I'll read the verses, and then I'll let you give our listeners an introduction of this important topic. This you know, that all who are in Asia turned away from me, of whom are Phygelus and Hermogenes. May the Lord grant mercy to the house of Onesiphorus, for he often refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chain. But being in Rome, he sought me out diligently and found me. May the Lord grant him to find mercy from the Lord in that day. And in how many things he served me in Ephesus, you know best. Bill? This is quite an introductory word, uh, Matt, as you were saying. The background would behoove us to know something about why Paul is touching this here. Of course, Paul is in prison in Rome, and just a number of months ago, I happened to be in Rome on a tour, and we actually visited this place called the Mamertine Prison, where they think Paul and Peter were held prior to their martyrdom. Of course, Paul was there in prison, uh, there in Rome, and it seemed like his ministry was over. He had raised up a number of churches at that time around the Mediterranean, and all of a sudden he was uh, found in prison, and uh, he's writing from this terrible prison situation to one of his faithful co-workers, Timothy. So here we have to understand this background here that a number of the believers raised up by Paul considered Paul to be finished, to be over, and even his ministry to be over. So a number began to leave him, leave his ministry. So here is a little bit of a background of why Paul is writing this particular word to his faithful co-worker Timothy. Thanks, Bill. Witness Lee is going to digress a little in this first section to 2 Timothy 1, verses 8 through 14, before he gets into the main topic of today's life study. So I'm going to go back and read that scripture now. 
Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but suffer evil with the gospel, according to the power of God, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before the times of the ages, but now has been manifested through the appearing of our Savior Christ Jesus, who nullified death and brought life and incorruption to light through the gospel, for which I was appointed a herald and an apostle and a teacher, for which cause also I suffer these things, but I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and I am persuaded that he is able to guard my deposit unto that day. Hold a pattern of the healthy words that you have heard from me in the faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. Guard the good deposit through the Holy Spirit who dwells in us. Here's Witness Lee. The basic factor of the decline, that is, forsaking the apostle and his ministry. Only four verses. This portion is so short. Yet I do believe when Paul was writing it, a lot of feelings should be there within him. Before he came to this portion, he wrote the first 14 verses. And in all these verses, we have so many encouraging and strengthening riches. Timothy, based upon all the things I refer to you, you must suffer evil with the living gospel according to the power of God who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace. Purpose is the goal. Grace is the means for us to carry out the purpose and reach the goal. Through the appearing of our Savior Christ Jesus, who nullified death and brought life and incorruption to light through the gospel. Grace works in two ways. In an active way to nullify death and in a passive way to bring in life and incorruption. This is the working of the grace. And which working is still going on within us. As long as we have this grace, this grace still nullifies all the deaths. Even today, in the church life, grace nullifies the deaths. And grace brings in life and incorruption. Through the gospel, the gospel of grace, for this gospel, Paul says, I was appointed a herald, and an apostle, and a teacher. Herald, to proclaim this, an apostle, to set up the churches, and a teacher, to define 
to explain all the details of this gospel. Well, Bill, it's kind of nice to have an encouraging and strengthening word to start out our program today. Why don't we take a minute here and enjoy it? Right. This is quite good here uh, in Brother Lee's fellowship. Paul, he's relating here that Paul had some kind of realization of the decline and the degradation of the churches that he had raised up. He realized many, many problems had come in. He was in prison, and he is really, like, speaking from a divine point of view that in spite of degradation, in spite of circumstances that seemed to be so negative, no doubt, heresies had come in, organization had come in to replace the the Lord's life apostasy had set in. Probably even governmental uh, hierarchy had begun to come in to replace the organic functioning of all the members. So on one hand, outwardly it seemed so negative, yet Paul seemed to speak from a heavenly divine point of view that death has been nullified, life and incorruption have been brought forth through the gospel. So Paul, I think, in his letter to Timothy, Paul seemed to be speaking a higher, richer, in a way, to encourage his faithful co-worker Timothy to keep on going, because despite the enemy's work, the Lord will be victorious. Eventually, the Lord's purpose will be fulfilled and carried out. I think it's a very, very encouraging word for many of us, or many of the ones maybe listening to this program, that despite the outward problems and, and situations, we need to go on and be faithful to the Lord. Great encouraging word, Bill. It, it inspires hope. I mean, it gives a hope. The Lord's coming. Guard my deposit unto that day. It's an inspiring portion as we lead up to the word about the decline right. and all those forsaking Paul. I think it was an encouragement to him, even as he spoke it to right. Timothy. Um So let's go on now, Bill, and get into the heart of today's message where we see the apostasy, and we see that there's no neutral ground. You're either for or against. You can't stay in the middle here. Let's go to Witness Lee. These you know that all who are in Asia turn away from me. This is a small word, but this is the hardest word for all the expositors to make decision. This all who refer to how many? At least two we know. But jealous and homogenous, yet at least among those one didn't forsake him. Didn't turn away from him. And his name is Anesiphorus. He didn't turn away. Most of the expositors do agree this refers to a kind of apostasy. You know the word. Apostasy, turn away from the right track of the truth. But what is the extent of the apostasy? It means a general situation. Generally speaking, there was an apostasy. It doesn't mean everybody turn away. Just like today, all still are going astray. But this doesn't mean everyone. You may say, well, brother, anyhow, I am not jealous nor homogenous, but I don't think I'm qualified to be an messiflus. Uh, then who are you? I must tell you, it can never be nobody. 
You have to be somebody. You cannot be neutral. If you read this carefully, you could see the principle is nearly the same as at the time of Elijah. Elijah told the Lord, Lord, look at your people. All of them. They tore down your altar and they slaughtered your prophets and they were chasing after me, nearly only me. But the Lord answers, no, Elijah, I have kept 7,000. How about those? When the decline came, and at any time when the decline comes again, always there was a downcurrent. Most of the people would be carried away. But still, always some Anisiphorus. We all have to see this. Bill, when the decline comes, which it usually does, because we're in an age where the enemy is always on the attack. Many people are carried away. In fact, most people are carried away, but we can't take an excuse by that trend of going away from the Lord. Rather, we should seek to be on Asiphorus. How about that? That's it, uh, Matt. Exactly right. Again, in the background here, the Lord raised up through the Apostle Paul's ministry a number of Christian congregations there in, this point, Asia Minor, which is today's Turkey. And Ephesus is on the western side of Turkey, right on the coast. And Ephesus was a very prevailing church, because if you look at the epistle that Paul wrote there in those six chapters to the Ephesians, the church in Ephesus was quite prevailing. Paul spent two years there. He had his own kind of training center there, the school of Tyrannus. Even when you look at John's epistle to the same church in in Ephesus in Revelation chapter 2, you can see how prevailing a church life it was there, yet the Lord through John said, you have lost your first love. So no doubt the apostasy set in. The Lord started out in a very good situation with the church in Ephesus. No doubt after Paul's imprisonment and so on, others rose up. We got into a situation, as Brother Lee used the word apostasy, which is a standing apart, things concerning the truth, mainly no doubt concerning the triune God, the person and work of Christ, his redemptive work, the body of Christ being built up. These things, people began to leave these truths and go into other things. So there was a real turning away. And as Brother Lee mentioned in his speaking, uh, not everyone turned away, but it was a general turning away. And probably it refers to the church in Ephesus and the other churches raised up in Asia Minor at that time. Ephesus may have taken the lead to degrade. And of course here, Paul's writing to Timothy. Paul could not even write to the church in Ephesus anymore. He had to write to a person named Timothy who was there at Ephesus to try to have a way with the church there. So as you were saying, we can either be one or another. In other words, Paul, he names two individuals who were probably his co-workers at one time, following him, fully one with his ministry, taking the lead, responsible to some degree, you know, Phygelus and Hermogenes, and yet they were named by Paul as one forsaking him in his ministry, yet Paul refers to another brother who remained faithful to Paul, Onesiphorus. So according to that principle there found in 2 Timothy, we can 
either be one who turns away or one who fully follows the ministry. This is how absolute the Lord wants us to be. Well, it's encouraging that in the midst of such a decline, midst of such an apostasy and a forsaking of the apostle and his ministry, it's encouraging that at least Onesiphorus is there. What a great example and a great pattern. And it's comforting what Paul says about him. Right. May the Lord reward him. Right. I think uh, what, a, what a comfort to Paul and also a comforting example to us. So especially, uh, Matt, like you were saying, so comforting because Paul is in prison. It's like he doesn't know if anybody cares for him anymore. He could probably be martyred at any time. Yet Onesiphorus came all the way to Rome. He had to find Paul. He probably had no idea where Paul was. You know, Rome was not a small city. So he had to find Paul in Rome, find the prison where he was, and try to minister to him. So Paul is really highly recommending Onesiphorus to us as an example of one who would not take the the way of apostasy. Bill, let's go to the conclusion now and see that it's not just the person here, but more importantly, it's the ministry that they were forsaking. They weren't just forsaking Paul as a person. Onesiphorus was not just coming to take care of a person, Paul, but more importantly, it's the ministry. Let's go to Witness Lee for the conclusion. I have no doubt that Phagellus and Hermogenes both are dear brothers. Otherwise, Paul cannot say they turn away from him. They were with him. And I somewhat believe there must be at least some leading ones among the saints. Probably they took the lead to turn away from the Apostle Paul. And you have to realize, when you turn away from the Apostle, no doubt you turn away from his ministry. Actually, the person is not that important but the ministry that the person carries on is more than important. The ministry is more than important. When Paul says people turn away from him, that means not just from him as a person, but from his ministry. And this also indicates that some brothers, real brothers, even the leading ones, even some co-workers, when some perilous time comes, they may turn away. And they did. But don't be disappointed. You see, Paul gave a double blessing upon Anisiphorus, blessing to his whole house in this age, and blessing to him in that day. Are you going to miss the blessing? No. Are you going to receive the blessing? Hallelujah. Be anisiphorous. We all have to stay. Are you going to receive the blessing or are you going to miss the blessing? Pretty strong ending there, Bill. I, I really like this uh, word about Onesiphorus and how he got a double blessing. And the blessing was mercy. Right. Mercy to his house and mercy to him personally, and how much we need mercy. And as James said, mercy rejoices against judgment. When I'm before the judgment seat of Christ, I feel like I'm going to need all the mercy I can get. Uh, What a blessing to have a double blessing of mercy to Onesiphorus. Right. That is really quite a word. Brother Lee's word here, Matt, about uh, 
all who are in Asia turned away from me. If that were strictly a geographical kind of situation, they were not even in Rome. If it were just a matter of turning away physically from the apostle, most of those believers were in Asia Minor, and Paul was in Rome. How could they turn away from him when they're not even in the same place? So it must have a much uh, a deeper and broader meaning, and which brotherly expounds on it, that it's to turn away from Paul's ministry. Of course, in the Greek language, minister and service are the same Greek word. So Paul had a service, and that service, if you look at Ephesians chapter 3, is based on his stewardship. Paul was a steward of the mysteries of God. Paul was commissioned by God to dispense the unsearchable riches of Christ into God's people for the building up of an organic body that the Lord may have a testimony on this earth. Paul was entrusted with that stewardship. And that stewardship became a ministry to serve all of those under Paul's ministry with the riches of Christ. That means the Lord's way at that time in every generation— Uh, at that time and in every generation, is that the riches of Christ would come through a particular channel, a channel of blessing, you know, uh, and through the ages, particular believers in Christ have become channels of blessing where God's move, God's work, God's truth for that age is unveiled and revealed through that minister. So if we turn away from that, that means we are forsaking what the Lord wants to speak to us today in this age, and that's not a small thing. So if we are faithful to the Lord to follow the minister properly and, of course, of his ministry and his teaching, then we are just blessed. And I can just testify, and I think, Matt, you can testify also, that coming under the ministry of Brother Watchman Nee and Brother Witness Lee is an incredible blessing. That's right. And even here, there's a future blessing for Onesiphorus, because Paul is talking about the coming judgment seat of Christ. Like you mentioned, we all have to stand before the Lord. So I, no doubt like you and, and all of us, we want to stand before the Lord and be counted faithful and not to deviate or turn away from the Lord speaking in our generation. Bill, let's try to, we have just another minute or two to make this a little more practical. And I know Witness Lee told us often that when, after Watchman Nee passed away, he always considered for years his speaking in the light of Watchman Nee's ministry. Now, is that Watchman Nee as a person or what the Lord had given to Watchman Nee? Of course, no doubt the Lord, like you were saying, works on particular individuals and raises them up and constitutes those persons to be useful vessels to him. On the other hand, what that vessel conveys to God's people in that generation is very, very important. As you were saying, I know with the case with Brother Watchman Nee and his rich ministry over the years from 1920 on— Those who were one with him and who endorsed him and really endorsed his ministry, they were blessed quite much. But as, you know, in this case also, there were some definite, you know, Vigelis and some Hermogenes also with Brother Nee that eventually forsook Brother Nee. But Brother Lee was, I would say, one of those, and I could testify, was one of those uh, Onesiphoruses who was faithful to Brother Nee. Even Brother Lee told Watchman Nee that, Brother Nee, if you would take another way uh, than what you have uh, released to the body of Christ, I would still take this way. So you can really see Brother Lee was fully one with Brother Nee all of his life. Even after Brother Watchman Nee's death, Brother Lee continued that ministry 
for a number of years he wouldn't speak anything more than what Watchman Nee ministered. And eventually we know the Lord gave uh, Brother Lee uh, also much more in his ministry. So like you were saying, it's a real double blessing. We get the blessing uh, in this age by being one and enjoying that ministry. And then at the judgment seat of Christ that we all have to stand in front of, the Lord, uh, we hope, will really reward us for being faithful to what we have seen. Bill, appreciate the time, and we've run out of time, but uh, thanks for coming into the studio today. It's good to be with you. If you'd like to contact us to get any of the printed materials that we offer, call 888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 1-888-543-3788, or you can send email to radio at lsm.org. On behalf of Bill Lawson, this is Matt Miller. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. The focus of Living Stream is the works of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two co-laborers with the Lord in China in the first half of the 20th century. After World War II, Witness Lee brought this ministry first to Taiwan, then later to North America and eventually to the entire world. For more than 20 years, he spoke these life study messages, unveiling how each book of the Bible shows God's eternal plan. God, through Christ, wants to dispense his life and nature into redeemed man so that man would become God's expression, enlargement, counterpart, and habitation. These studies go far beyond mere doctrine and unveil a personal, practical, and experiential Christ. In these short 26-minute programs, we summarize and condense Witness Lee's rich speaking. But to enjoy all the riches in these messages, we hope you'll visit our website at lifestudy.com. There, you can read all of the Life Study messages absolutely free of charge. You can even create your own Life Study reading schedule or download more Life Study audio programs just like this one, and all at no cost. Again, the website, lifestudy.com. Thanks for listening.